Welcome to Invest in Yourself, the Digital Entrepreneur Podcast. Join the podcast mogul Phil Better as he interviews successful entrepreneurs that make their living in the digital world. Now, let's join your host, Phil Better, and his special guest today on Invest in Yourself, the Digital Entrepreneur Podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to Invest in Yourself, the Digital Entrepreneur. I'm, of course, your host with the most Phil Better. And today's guest, I am excited to have because they're going to provide us with a roadmap to clarity each other. Um, but ladies and gentlemen, today's guest is a mindset and performance coach that helps successful entrepreneurs work through their the parts of their lives that aren't bringing them fulfillment, dissecting their destructive habits and getting to the root cause of their problems. So he resolves once and for all. Ladies and gentlemen, today I'm happy to have Mo Abassi. Mo, thank you so much for being on the show. Thank you for having me. Excited. So Mo, I, I I read off this very interesting little bio of you, but do you mind just giving us a quick introduction, who you are and what you're about? Sure. Um, well, you gave a pretty good introduction. <laughs> I don't know if I can go deeper into that. Yeah, I basically help entrepreneurs stop self-sabotage, um, whether it's bad habits, negative emotions that are showing up, thought patterns that aren't really helping them, that's stopping them from making more money, but also just finding fulfillment, being happy, being present. Um, so that's my bread and butter. That's what I do the best. That's what I've been really trying to master over the last few years of owning two different businesses. Now this is the third one. And uh, yeah, that's pretty much it. All right. So I do want to touch on that. So I, I wanted to know how you got into this space specifically. And so it comes from your experience from your two other businesses. Yeah. So I I had a um, my first business was a dating consultancy. And so I would travel all over the world teaching people how to talk to women. Like I would get paid uh, for, let's say, a weekend, anywhere from seven to $10,000 per client. And just having fun, just going out and doing that. And I realized after a while of making that business to anywhere from 30 to 50K a month, I'm like, why do I feel unhappy? And why am I waking up anxious? And I had two panic attacks that led me to the hospital in less than a year, even though I was on the outside successful and making money and doing all these things that most entrepreneurs think is going to solve their problems. Um, I realized like I made all of this money and I still feel like crap. And so I thought it was the business and I started a second business, which was a product launch agency where I would help influencers launch their courses and we would do like a profit split. And within the first month, I got that business to anywhere from 50 to 80K a month. And I still felt the same way. And I still felt like crap. I was waking up with anxiety. I had all of these terrible, destructive habits like spending too much money and um, smoking weed, watching pornography, things that just don't serve me. And I realized, okay, I got to dive deeper into this. So I took like a two, three year hiatus where I used pretty much all of the money I made to dive deep into understanding my mind, why this was happening, understanding my deep inner child wounds and how it was showing up, not only in my businesses, but also just in my life. And regardless of how much money I was making, I still felt this way. So been doing that over the last few years, been helping entrepreneurs. I can say I'm completely anxiety free now, haven't had a single anxiety attack or even close to it within the last few years. And um, yeah, this is this is my purpose. I want to help entrepreneurs do this. I love that. I love how you took the solutions that you you were very selfish at the the start. Like the reason why you started this business or this passion of yours was very selfish because you needed to figure out how to be you. So you cut off everything. And then 
once you invested in yourself, you were able to then take those learnings and help other people reinvest it into themselves. Um, why did you start entrepreneurship? Like, what was the uh, the reason behind starting the the, the dating uh, company first? Like, what was it? Was there were you always an entrepreneur your whole life, or was it just like, hey, a random thought? Um, I think it just kind of came by accident. Anything that I started, any business that I started was because I had trouble with it in the past. And so I I kept going when I started my dating business uh, about four years prior to that, I was very socially awkward and I couldn't talk to anybody. Like I couldn't have a conversation. I didn't know how to talk to people. I would get anxious. And so I was like, I got to figure this out. And so I, I went on a long journey. I worked with, um, uh, a dating coach by the name of Honest Signals. I I meant I was mentored by him. I was his right hand man, helping him film and do all of these things, and I was just learning from him. And so over time, as I learned, as I gained experience, as I saw the inners of the business, I was like, hey, I could I could do this too. And so I started my own thing. Worked out pretty well. Got a lot of YouTube subscribers, and then it just kind of came by. I don't want to say by accident, but because of a pain I already had. And so I knew that I could help other people solve that pain. And it just kind of came along. And same thing with the product launch agency, same thing with, with this business as well. I realized that, you know, this is an entrepreneurial issue that people face with anxiety and bad habits and all these things. And uh, I was actually talking to one of my friends who did $40 million in revenue. And he talks about this on a YouTube video of himself, where he said, I had made $40 million, but I was sitting in a hotel in Texas with a gun in my hand, ready to end it. And so the more entrepreneurs that I talked to, I was like, okay, I have something here. I went through this journey myself, and now I can help other people do the same. So it kind of came from uh, my own pain and being able to help other people go through their pain. I like great, great way of uh, solving more people's because I think a lot of people who aspire to be entrepreneurs like the next Gary Vee, the Logan Pauls, or any of those other successful individuals don't realize like it, it the money doesn't really necessarily bring the happiness. Yeah. It, it can help you get to a level where you don't have to worry about, okay, where's my meal coming? Is rent being paid in this? But then at that point, you have to start looking at solving what's hurting you inside, like what's missing inside of you. Exactly. And it, it, I, as the I've talked to entrepreneurs, a lot of them come to that point. Like usually, after a couple either successful businesses that become fails, or they're they're just like what they thought would be a success ends up failing, and they hit rock bottom, and it starts. You have to be selfish first, right? Um, with 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 your career having multiple businesses be super successful, did you? find it hard to start these businesses like was it just like okay i'm gonna just start it and then just boom it just happened or did you have like the stumbling blocks or no for sure it was there was a lot of stumbling blocks there was the tactical but there was also the mental um tactical being i just didn't know how to make money like when i first started my my dating business um my first focus was like i just need to get good content out there and content that other people aren't necessarily doing. Um, so at the time, there was a lot of YouTube channels out there that were making content around dating, but they were just talking about it. And so I was like, why don't I just show people how to actually do it? And so with the content, it, that definitely helped because I stood out, but I didn't really know how to monetize it. 
And so the tactical came when I worked with my first mentor uh, by the name of Brandon Carter. And he helped me basically make like 30K in one week within that first week with the audience I already had. And so once I learned the tactical of like how to do lead gen, how to get people on calls, how to sell them into high ticket programs, things that are just like very, very good for them. How do I now deal with the inner workings of an entrepreneur? How do I deal with my personal habits and getting bored of the business and the emotions that come up on a daily business? So there was lots of roadblocks along the way. First was tactical. Once I got the tactical covered, then it was kind of like the mental side of it. Um, so no, it didn't, it didn't really come easy. Nothing. I don't think anything comes easy if you're trying to build something that is going to last long term. Um, if you had any tips for people starting their own business, because since you've been able to start multiple business and varied of niches, um, what, what tip would you have for someone just looking to start? Um, I would definitely say the most important thing is don't try to do it alone. And you hear this often where people always say, hire a mentor. Um, and I truly believe like the reason why I built those first two businesses was because I hired a mentor. I, I decided like, I'm going to stop doing this by myself. This guy has the results that I want. He's showing that he's got the results that I want. He's helped other people get the results that I want at a very consistent high success rate. So I'm just going to work with them. Like I'm just going to stop wasting my time. Um, so that would be the first thing, but also realize that the roots of the tree of building a business is you. And so even if you make all of this money, it's just going to accentuate who you are. So if you're a good person and you feel good already, you feel good enough, you have all of these positive emotions and you make all of this money, that's going to be accentuated. It's going to, you're going to experience that more. But if the roots of your tree is anxiety filled and bad habits and you don't believe in yourself, you, you never feel like you're good enough, then when you do make more money, if you do make more money with starting at that base, that's also just going to accentuate that. It's also going to experience more of that. So make sure that as you get a mentor and you do all of the tactical stuff to start a business, you're also working on your inner self to make sure that along the way, you don't end up in a place where you have a bunch of money and feel lonely, sad, anxious, and all of these things. Great advice. And what is the uh, the goal of the current business with your the three C's roadmap? Where, where do you see yourself going? That's a good question. Um, I see myself trying to first get as many high ticket clients, of course, and be able to really just help people get out of their entrepreneurial hell. But I feel like that's capped in the sense that you know you can probably get a hundred to let's say a thousand people. After I get there, I'm probably gonna do a mass market product, like a journal where people can buy it. And every single day, there's a journaling process that they can go through to actually take care of their mental health. And so I can get this out, these methods out to as many people as I possibly can. Because um, for me, of course, you, you want to bring in capital and build a good business. But what's more important to me is I don't want people to experience what I experienced regardless of whether they're entrepreneurs or not. And I want to have something where people can pay five, 10, $15 and be able to solve that problem within their own, in their own house. So that's kind of the, the long-term vision, but right now it's just getting to my clients and making sure that they're getting results first. 
I love that you're focusing on your clients and then going to take it to the next level. Um, in your journey of entrepreneurship, has there been a moment that just stood out and that's like, be it with the dating business, the product launch for influencers, or currently the, uh, the clarity business you work with entrepreneurs. Um, is there a moment that just stands out that you can tell us about that just solidifies why you went in being an um a moment that stands out of course you know the the first you know amount of money that i made within that one week working with that mentor was a great feeling because i finally got out of scarcity and i got out of this mentality of like how do i pay my bills and all all that but i think the biggest moment was when i was in the hospital and i realized that i that I was having a panic attack. It wasn't a heart attack. And I was sitting there waiting for the doctor and I pulled out my phone and I pulled out my notes app and I started writing down everything that was going wrong in my life. And I realized at that moment, like I need to fix this. And of course, at that moment, it was a rough experience over the next, you know, two years. But looking back on it now, I'm like, that was necessary because what I've created now was that experience was for this for my creation. And so I think if any entrepreneur goes into entrepreneurship, it should come from a place of like, what do you actually want to create in the world? And there's no more, there's no such a thing as a beautiful feeling than creating something out of thin air that isn't there. And you can actually push out to other people to help them in whatever area of their life. Um, you, you, one of the great things about having uh, an admin form is entrepreneurs usually leave questions that they would like to be asked on the show because it helps generate some more interesting questions. And I'm a huge proponent of therapy. Without therapy, I wouldn't be where I am today. And one of the questions you have that you put in are what types of therapies there are and which you should be looking for? Yeah, that's a that's a great question because I went through a lot of different forms of therapy. It started first with cognitive behavioral therapy, and I think that was a great catalyst because it finally got me to open up about my inner emotions, open up about what I was actually feeling. Because as men, especially there's a man, you know, listening to this, it's like we're told, be a man, shut up, do the work, be disciplined, you know, kind of like be this hard mentality and don't mm -hmm. talk about your emotions. And I think that's a very... I don't know if toxic is the right word. Well, yeah, I guess it's very toxic. It's it's holding people back about their mental health. And so cognitive behavioral therapy was the catalyst for me to actually start having conversations about what's going on in my mind and being able to become aware of the mind-body connection, how I'm feeling within my body as I say these things and as I talk about these things. So I would probably start there. But the biggest type of therapy that really helped me actually overcome anxiety and get rid of the feelings, the bodily feelings of anxiety was hypnotherapy. And that completely shifted my feeling with my body and how I was experiencing the world. Um, there's also like uh, eye rapid uh, desensitization, uh, EMDR, I believe, eye movement rapid desensitization. Um, that's super helpful if you have had traumas or very high cortisol events in your life. So whether it's, you know, through the work that you do, if you've always been stressed, or whether you've had traumas growing up, regardless of what they may, may be, you could be bullied, you could be abandoned, you could have been abused, whatever experience it is, 
it's been proven time and time again that that form of therapy has helped people get rid of those PTSD-like feelings, especially with like war veterans. They've shown that when they do this type of therapy, it's like more than half of the feelings that they had before it is just gone. Um, so yeah, different forms of therapy. I, I would just suggest to everyone to try every single one and see what kind of sticks out to them and whatever's working, just keep doing that. You don't have to always just go into the next thing and the next thing. If it's working for you, then just kind of stick with it long-term. I like that. And when did you decide to start therapy for yourself? Was there, was it during the uh, influencer business or was it prior to that? Yeah. Therapy was my plan for, um, after that hospital visit, the second hospital visit that I had, and I was sitting down and writing down in my notes, everything that was going wrong in my life. Um, one of the things that I wrote was I need to start therapy. Like I, I need to talk about this. I couldn't ignore it any longer. It wasn't something that I could just try to push away and make more money or do more things or travel and buy more things. It, it just wasn't possible. So that was that catalyst moment for me where I was like, okay, I have to, I have to talk about this. Like I have to overcome this. And uh, from then on, I, I reached out to a um, therapy company. They put me in touch with one of their therapists and started from there. Um, Gone over what's next. See, um, your roadmap, <clears throat> your three C roadmap: the clarity, conditioning, and consciousness. Do you mind just giving us a little brief overview of that? Yeah. So, um, and here's where I have a problem with therapy. Right. Okay. I love therapy because it was the catalyst, but the problem with it was I realized that every single week I was hopping on, and it was almost like having the same conversations. And um, I recently watched a documentary. It was by, um, it's called Stutz. I forgot the actor who, who created it. But he talks about, he's like, you know, you hope that you can talk to your friends and they listen, but they usually just give you advice. And when you go to your therapist, you hope that they're going to give you advice, but they just listen. <laughs> and so I realized that I was having the same conversations week in, week out. And so after I did, you know, cognitive behavioral therapy, I started diving deep into things like neurolinguistic programming, um, different forms and methods like law of attraction and consciousness scales and all of this stuff. And what really worked for me is the first C is getting clarity, understanding how your brain works, what brain type you have, what personality type you have, what motivates you, what your values are, what your vision is for your life, what your standards are, what your boundaries are, and actually setting goals. So the first three weeks where I work with people, we're getting really, really clear on the GPS. Where do we actually want to go? There has to be a goal behind this. Once you've gotten very clear on what you value, what your vision is, what your boundaries, standards, and goals are, then the second C is uh, conditioning. So this is where we start to actually remove negative emotions. This is where we start to remove things that don't make you feel good, such as scrolling on social media too long, such as doing bad habits that you know aren't serving you are out of alignment with your values or moral compass. So really optimizing the person's life and their lifestyle to be able to actually condition their brain to actually feel good and getting re removal of the things that make them feel bad. And then the last C is consciousness. So this is where we do a lot of the identity work, doing neurolinguistic programming processes, um, visualizations, meditations, hypnotherapy to help solidify 
that feeling good so you don't self-sabotage and try to bring yourself back down to where you were at before. And this is kind of what worked for me. Um, of course, every single person is different. People have their own journey. I, I suggest everyone to try out different methods, try out different forms of therapy. I'm a huge advocate of it. But this is kind of the process that I took that that really helped me. And this is the, the process that we do with our clients. Love that. And as we're coming to the end, I'm going to bring up the uh, the spark question. And I think you're going to have a, oh, I'm pretty sure this would be easy for you. Um, have you ever spent a day without your phone? If yes, how did it feel? If no, why not? I'm pretty sure it's a yes. <laughs> for yeah. you. I, I'm getting that feeling. Yeah. I actually, um, I've done a 10 day silent Vipassana meditation retreat twice in my life. Um, where in those 10, it's actually 11 days, they say 10, but it starts at day zero. So it's technically <laughs> 11. Um, and during the entire time, you don't have access to any belongings. You don't have your phone, you don't have your wallet, you don't have a book, you're just there. And all you can do is meditate, drink water and eat food. That's it. And um, I realized the first the first time I went, especially the first two days, I was regularly reaching into my pocket, trying to check my phone. And that was really interesting because I was like, why the hell am I trying to check my phone right now? Why am I not present and here and enjoying the experience? And so ever since I did uh, the first Vipassana and the second Vipassana, um, I pretty much deleted all social media off of my phone. The only time I use it is when I upload content and then I immediately delete the apps again because it's just terrible. It sucks you in. They have whole departments of people within these companies that work to understand the psychology and how they can suck you into the app. Because the longer you spend in, on the app, the more money they make through the advertisements that they push mm. with different companies, right? Um, so I realized like the more I get rid of social media, the more I get rid of my phone, the better I feel. And so this is in the second part of the the, my program where we go into conditioning, the first thing that I get my clients to do is seven days, no phone use. And usually on average, they'll have anywhere from a 10 to 30% increase in their emotional state because we track it using a app called iMood Journal. And every single day they're tracking how they feel on a scale of one to 10. So 10 to 30% in seven days of not using social media. So imagine another seven days and another seven days and another seven days. It's going to make you a completely different person. You're going to go through life a completely different person. So yes, I'm a huge advocate of uh, using social media to create, not to consume. I'm a huge advocate of trying not to use your phone as much as possible. Of course, in today's day and age, it's really difficult. And even till this day, I catch myself sometimes getting sucked in and I'm like, oh crap, I got to delete the app. Um but yeah, the less you can use it, the better you're going to feel. And yeah, that that's a huge thing for me. And uh, I, I like, I, I tried. I, I did do a week without social media and I did notice an increase in my like happiness. But then I also saw a decrease in my productivity for the business side because I don't like using the social medias on the uh, computer. Find them. It's just so easier just on the phone because you get your thought and you just go. Right. Um, so yeah, but no, I think I'm going to try that. Um, no, I'm going to jump off the screen here. I'm going to let you have the last uh, five minutes. Let my audience know where they can find you, support you. And yeah, the floor is yours. Sure. Um, I don't know if I have anything that 
that I want to push out. Uh, but if you want to follow me on Instagram, it's at Moabasi, just my name at the bottom there, M-O-E-A-B-B-A-S-S-I. Um, I'm also on TikTok. I'm on YouTube. I'm on Twitter. I'm on Facebook. So whatever platform um, best suits you, you can go follow me there, reach out to me there, support me if you want to. And if you have any questions, just reach out to me on any of those platforms. Awesome. Mo, I want to thank you so much for being a guest on the show. It was a pleasure talking with you. Thank you for having me. This was fun. Thank you. To my audience, uh, of course, the links will be down in the show notes where you can go ahead and connect with Mo and uh, follow his content so that you can help take yourself to the next level and invest in yourself. And as always, remember to invest in yourself.